Welcome back. Oh, <laughs> It's the now archived penalty box on KCOU 88.1 FM. A little bit of a cutoff there, but Jack Knowlton, Peter Camp. We're breaking down the latest and greatest sports news. I feel like that phrase is probably trademarked. Anyway, we're back in the studio for yet another week. Um, Peter, how are you doing? I'm doing good. You're doing good? I think we should bring in a new phrase. What's uh, the new phrase? Uh, the, the wide world of sports. Yeah? I don't think anybody's you think anyone's no. You don't think anyone's used that yeah, before? Yeah, we're bringing in the wide world the of wide sports. The wide world of sports. Because we're bringing in uh, European soccer to our main story. We really are. Um, I've been trying to push soccer the last like two weeks because yeah. the Champions League was happening. I only said we could talk about it if they try to make a Super League and then fail to make a Super League. <laughs> and, then, and then it happened. So. And then it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you've been living under a rock, you've probably missed the, I would say, the biggest sports news in the world in the last couple of days. Um, basically, yeah, so the 12, 12 of the biggest and richest teams in European soccer decided to come together and... Make a Super League. Basically, yeah, form their own Super League, um, essentially leave their domestic leagues, abandon the European competition that already exists, and make their own exclusive league that they remain in year after year. Um, it was met with uh, just a just a little bit of backlash. Yeah. Just a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean I've literally not seen one tweet that has expressed support for this. Um, it's a terrible, terrible, greedy project that basically rich owners of all of these clubs are pulling together um, to try and make more money for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes into account nothing from the fans and the people that actually make soccer what it is. Um, and it was quite sad to see. However... We've had some development literally in the last hour. Yep. Um, it's pretty much all fallen apart in the last uh, about hour. Right now, um, and in total, the 12 teams, six of them were from England, three of them were from Italy, and three of them were from Spain. Uh, two of the teams from England have already reportedly dropped out as of just recently, mm-hmm. um, that being Chelsea and Manchester City. Um, they've, you know, I assume heard the pleas from their fans, and they've said, we don't want to be a part of this anymore. Um, Atletico Madrid, which is a team in Spain, has decided to join them. Um, they're dropping out, and there's reports all over the shop right now. It's a lot of breaking news, a lot of a lot of stuff happening pretty much as we speak. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was a shock to hear as someone who's been a fan of soccer for quite a while. It was really really sad um, to see, especially I saw my favorite club, Liverpool, was you know one of the the teams that were supporting this. They were going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a little bit of a re- relief, I guess, today, in that it, it, it is looking like it's probably going to fall apart. Um, I don't know. What have, what have you seen about this as far, from more of a non-soccer perspective? Well, from a non-soccer perspective, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a bunch of, it's a lot of people trying to make a lot of money in a league. But wouldn't it be a little cool, though? No. A little cool? No, it wouldn't. Like, that's, the, cool. that's the issue, too, is... is like the the reason why the Champions League and European competition is fun is because you get to watch two of the best European teams compete on a very rare basis and for really high stakes. Mm-hmm. If you put them in a league where they're playing each other every week, it's still going to become stale. Mm-hmm. It's just going to become like how some people view domestic domestic leagues um, right now. And so it was it was really it's really just a terrible idea. The only thing that anyone receives any benefit for is the owners of the clubs who make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty messed up stuff. Um, there's just been a lot of outrage. I have not seen 
sports Twitter in general unite on an issue as much as I've seen um, people voicing their outrage for this project attempting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess obviously if, if the Super League does by some miracle now go ahead, um, it'll change the, the landscape of soccer forever. It'll become you know, the new premier competition. People won't look at the Champions League anymore. They won't look at um, countries' respective leagues anymore. Um, and I guess in terms of, of the future of soccer, it would be detrimental. And so it's a wow. very big relief that it's not happening. Um, well, I don't know if it's not happening yet. Yeah, it's it's probably on a downward spiral, but I don't think it's completely completely gone. I think it'll most likely be gone within the next day or two if the if two teams are already because it only takes really one team because once one team goes out and now now it's Chelsea now Manchester City is out. I think it's just going to be little by little. Teams are going to start pulling out, listening to their fans, knowing the situation. And by the time I think a decent amount of teams pull out, I think it's I think it's over. Yeah, uh, there's been other other big news that happened in the last couple of minutes. Um, Ed Woodward, who is the vice chairman at Manchester United, who were known to be, you know, of the six English clubs, one of the main ones that was telling all of these other big six clubs, as they call them, to join this Super League. Mm-hmm. He has resigned as their vice chairman. I'm shocked after all of this. Um, Tottenham also fired their manager, and they have a cup competition in five days. Um, and they, you know, claim that it, it isn't about the Super League; it's about the the idea of the team. I think there's a little bit; it goes a little bit deeper than that. But yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's hard to get my thoughts together just because so much has happened and it's been so recent. Um, but essentially, in in terms of what you you so want to basically break down everything, yeah. the Super League has turned their fans against their teams, have caused a manager to leave, have caused a coach to leave, and now everything's just falling apart as to whether the integrity of soccer should be there or not. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. as much as even if this does collapse before it even gets started, would be a good thing because it wouldn't disrupt any physical competition. The scars for these fans of these teams that agreed to join this are going to be there forever. Because they know that their teams want money. Yeah, wanted to be greedy and abandon a century of of competition as we know it just to make a quick buck. Mm-hmm. So the the owners of these clubs are not out of the water by any means, even if this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, if you want to know the bottom line of the reason why all of this is happening, it's just greed. Um, Pretty much. It's a. I think it's a very big symbol of of. Sometimes how society works in general, too, sometimes is, is money drives a lot of things and can make clubs forget about decades and a century of history to, you know, as, as some put it, you know, make up debt mm-hmm. and get paid and get themselves paid. So yeah. it's really sad. And that's kind of why all of the um, outrage has, has come of it. Um, and then in terms of the idea of, uh, of like, the, the concept of the, the tournament itself... It would be, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting idea in theory to combine every big team in Europe into one league. I'm it's sure just, it's not like the first time people have thought about no. this. No, the, it was shocking to me because this Super League has been an idea of some people for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and it it surprised me of how quickly it became. Oh, this is happening. They want to do this. Um, so it's it's pretty it's pretty shocking. It was pretty shocking on Sunday. To think about 
oh, I may never need to watch the Champions League again because now my club won't care about it anymore. So, yeah, I mean, it is it is really tough. And obviously, if you're a fan of any one of those teams, you're, you're, you're still pretty disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chelsea and Man City fans are pretty relieved today. Chelsea actually have a game in the Premier League today. Um, I saw a report that them, their team, and the team they're playing couldn't get out of their hotels with their buses because there are protests My God. over it going on. So, yeah, it's been pretty remarkable, and it's going to leave a scar on on soccer forever, regardless of it not happening or not, mm-hmm. because it's it's all about money. And yeah, <laughs> I. I don't know. I don't know how much you know. Too much I have to say. Well, definitely, you, you just kind of have to keep following along. Obviously, there are still nine teams that haven't officially stated that they're withdrawing yet, um, and you know the league, the league itself, and the organization hasn't put out any statements saying it's not happening or anything like that. So we will just have to we'll have to keep seeing. But pretty oh and. Uh, couple of more breaking news. The president of Juventus, one of the Italian teams in mm-hmm. the Super League, has also now resigned Oh, um, after the backlash over Juventus joining the Super League. Juventus was an interesting side, too, because they had, I think, over $100 million in debt that they had to make up. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of these teams, them and Barcelona, and I know Liverpool as well, had a lot of debts because of cor- the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and they were kind of arguing that that's kind of why they needed to to do this. And that's what some people think the timing of this being during a pandemic is 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 when it is because they need money. They need the money, money now they from the pandemic. Exactly. But the twisted side of that is you're going to go in the middle of a pandemic when your fans are depending on you the most to maybe give them some sense of relief in a time where so many people have been struggling you're going to go and abandon all of that tradition just to start your own league. Yep. So there's a dark, a dark twist to that. Um, it's all pretty messed up. I'm excited to see what stories almost in the long term come out about all this mm-hmm. and who ultimately gets almost, I think, held responsible because it's, it's pretty disgraceful um, to see just the greed on some people. And the interesting part, that Juventus president that was fired, um, or not that was fired, that resigned, was working with UEFA, who oversees the Champions League, which is the competition that's existed for a long time in Europe. He worked on their board and then also went behind the back of UEFA and worked for the Super League. Mm. So he's got a whole... He's, he's got, got a, a lot whole, of explaining to do. He's got a lot of explaining to do, safe to say. Um, I know I've been, I've been kind of talk, popping off a little bit. What, anything, anything else you have to say on it? Just, um, it's been interesting. I think, I think you're right in terms of it's definitely not just like, oh, that was a mistake. Let's move on from that. It's definitely like who, what is, what is going to be done because of this? Like this, like you said, had a huge, huge ripple effect on soccer itself. And so I think there's going to be a lot of finger pointing. I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth between fans and teams and maybe teams and managers. Yeah. And so this is definitely an incident where you kind of have to look at the league itself and where it is as a league because the people who are involved in this are definitely people who don't really care about the game itself but care more about making money. And at the end of the day, that's pretty much what everything is about. But you have to look at it in terms of just where are we at as a game now sure we might be struggling financially because of covid but making this and harming you know 
maybe smaller teams or you know possibly the game itself and what could be done about it yeah i think there's going to be some some level of reform right Mm -hmm. i think they need to revisit boards and ownership and you know take into account how much power these people have because clearly it's a little bit too much um there's one more thing i just want to bring up and it's a it's a rule i think i talked to you about um a couple of teams from germany were also invited to join the super league um in bayern munich and borussia dortmund Mm -hmm. who are you know the two biggest clubs in germany they are actually not allowed to join the league because of a rule that the league has put in called the 50 plus one rule which essentially means that investment and you know company ownership cannot own more than 49% of the the team uh, 50 mm. plus 1% of it has to be owned by the fans and the fans are in charge of making the decisions for who's president who's the CEO the chairman all that stuff and so that rule is has been widely praised as to why you know german clubs haven't been as infected by issues with corruption like we've seen some english clubs deal with um, mm-hmm. it's it's a really interesting rule, and I think it's become prevalent right now, and it's why those clubs couldn't join the Super League. Yeah. So, you know, I think almost if you're an English side, if you're a Spanish side that wants to revisit this, that's a rule they could maybe look to. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been a time. My, yeah. I have not checked Twitter more than I have in probably the last 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as somebody who's dreamt of covering soccer for years i never thought oh i might never get to call the champions league and that thought became real to me when i saw this might be happening because people with a lot of money have a lot of influence yep and if they can't if they couldn't shut this down or the clubs didn't step up like we've seen them do today it could have very the change could have very well happened and it would have been a sad one Mm -hmm. and i would have been i would have been sad for it as someone who's tried to enter that world that's a little deep but yeah those were those are very real thoughts Thankfully, it seems like it's now trending in the right direction. And uh, shout out the Super League for being probably the shortest lasting league in the history of sports. Super League. Yeah. The XFL even made it a little bit far. It's true. To they it, made a whole season one The time. XFL, to be fair, kind of got, like, the second edition wasn't even that bad. It just got kind of messed up with COVID, it seemed like, because yeah. they couldn't. They couldn't fund. They couldn't fund it, which is a bummer. So if, if they get some new ownership, I'd see that back, because I enjoyed the XFL games I watched. No one that is coming back. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's owned by the man himself. Oh, that's himself, right. That's right. Dwayne that's right. That's right. The Rock got it. The Rock got it. Is it? When does it start? Is it still going to be in the spring? Oh, I, that I don't remember. I, I think forgot. it's either this year or next year. Nineteen ninety? No, not when it was founded. This? No, yeah, it was founded by. Was it Vince? No. Yeah, Vince, Vince McMahon. McMahon. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'd be excited to see the XFL again. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I liked. I was. Uh, I became a St. Louis BattleHawks fan. It's either going to be this year or next year. Yeah, I gotcha. One of these two. Oh, another fun little thing. Mm-hmm. So now with the six clubs that were in England with this, mm-hmm. there's now four left. Ooh. Three of those four clubs mm. are owned by Americans. That's fun. Um, Any famous Americans? Yeah, Stan Kroenke, who actually oh. is from here. Look at that. Went to Mizzou. Uh, he is the owner of Arsenal, or the majority owner of Arsenal. That's fun. Who are in this league? Um, is there Stan Kroenke in Colombia today? Is he in? Is he here today? Oh, oh no 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 no! Sorry, I read that wrong. Oh, yeah, he's he's from Colombia. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Um, 
the Glazer family owned Manchester United, and then um, Liverpool is owned by a guy named John Henry, who helps mm. run Fenway Sports Group. This might be a dumb the... question, but what soccer team does LeBron own? Liverpool. LeBron is also oh, a stakeholder in Liverpool. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, LeBron is a Liverpool fan. I have not seen him tweet anything, and I've been really bummed because he's someone who I've been like really admiring of how involved he's gotten in issues mm-hmm. in general related to sports. So I thought he'd speak out. He probably will eventually, but he's also he can legally right now. He might not be able to legally right now. He's also a little busy. He's, he does have an NBA team he's on, mm-hmm. but although he's injured right now, yeah, he is. So he's got time. What's he doing anyway? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Super League, pretty, Super pretty crazy League. time. Um, I think it'll all get put into a better perspective, and I'll maybe even throw in some more thoughts at a later time when all this gets, when the dust settles, because it's still very much, yep. everything's kind of up in the air, pretty chaotic right now. But, wow, this is not the way I expected to introduce soccer onto the show, I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest. <laughs> but, anyways, it's, uh, it's been a crazy time. But I think, you got any other, any other final thoughts? Soccer's um, fun, isn't it? <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, shout out. I don't have. I don't know any soccer teams. You can. I don't know any soccer. We teams. need to get you a favorite soccer team. Don't make it one of the big that'll six probably, in England. Yeah, that'll probably get me more into soccer. But I don't. What is it, like the Columbus Crew? They won the MLS last year. Yeah. Chicago Fire, the best team in the Premier League. The what? They're in the MLS too. They're actually kind of bad. I wrote a little preview about the MLS. Columbus Crew are going to be good what, again. What MLS can't play in the Premier League? That's not in the same country. Boo. It's not in the same country. Boo. The Super League was actually going to be run very similar to the MLS because the Premier League has promotion and relegation, so you can go up and down if you finish at the bottom. Mm. Um, the Super League wasn't going to have that. So the founding teams just got to stay there, no matter how bad they did. That's fun. Yeah, which is, for soccer, it's ridiculous. That's like most... U.S. sports. Right. It was going to be run like a business similarly to how the NBA and the NFL are run. Mm -hmm. But it just doesn't work in soccer because of how global the game is. I think they should do that once the XFL comes back. With have promotion and relegation? Yeah. That'd be cool. For football? Like, if Jacksonville tries to tank again, (laughs) they they got to play like the Tampa Bay Vipers next year. Yeah. Well, another thing, too, with the NFL and the NBA and every other professional sports in America. They got to tank. Not that good. Right. The other thing with the professional sports leagues in America is they have a draft. They have a chance to get better yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. With the Premier League, you're supposed to go down, you get relegated, you kind of sort some things out in the league below, and then you might be able to come back up. Yeah. It's different in America, and it can't be run like that with a multi-country system. They of don't football. have a, like a big draft? Right. No, they do not have a super draft. So they just kind of like look at prospects and then yep. sign them and then they choose where to sign exactly pretty much wow. it's it's well, a lot of a lot a of scouting. Little better for prospects though it is but at the same time you know the point of you can't really bring in a good team if you don't already have good players you know because if mm. you if you have like a really bad team you know p- players are going to look more to sign for contenders well it, yeah it goes back to the issue of of money there's a great example in the premier league with southampton southampton are a club that has a great youth system they yeah. develop really good talent while they're at southampton then they get to their early 20s get noticeable a team with more money buys them and they go to that team yeah that's, and southampton loses that talent that's that's tough it is tough it's, it's almost like chicago because if you look at like the Bulls and they're mm-hmm. drafting, they've drafted some really good players that had great careers elsewhere. Right. Like they drafted Ron Artest, they drafted Lamarcus Aldridge, they drafted um, oh what was his name? 
I forgot. But there was like there's a, a whole list. You could probably Google it. A whole list of great players. Uh, I think Andrew Bynum might have been one of them. Probably not. But there's a whole list of of Bulls players that just yeah for different reasons they traded it away. But like right had these great prospects and then let them go too let soon. Let them go. Yeah. I think the issue in the NBA is they either let them go too soon or they think a trade package is good enough to get rid of that player. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's like a LeBron where they reach for agency and kind of get to choose when they're unrestricted. Yeah. But with soccer, it's all money-driven, so there's not as much straight-up trades. It's just cash. So a team offers you enough cash, you're not going to say no. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough. It's That seems a lot tougher. Like, if you're not already good, you're screwed. Right. Cause well yeah it's it's tough mm-hmm. it's tough to get good it's we've seen stories like it more recently but the issue is those stories would be eradicated with this super league because mm-hmm. the best teams would just all be in one place yeah they wouldn't have to compete with a a miracle Cinderella type team like when Leicester won the Premier League in 2015 so yeah it's it's all been a pretty crazy situation but. If we don't got anything else, should we send it to a quick break? Send it to a quick break. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed a little bit of soccer talk, a little bit of different different stuff today. But um, when we come back, we're going to shift over to the NBA, talk about a man who's been on fire in the NBA, and you don't want to miss that. You are listening to The Penalty Box on KCOU 88.1 FM. How was your day? Fine. Did you learn anything new? No. Anything I should know? No. Is everything okay? Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to connect with teens. Use Connect With Me activity cards to deepen your conversations. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. What does your smile say about you? Are you happy, confident, friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. Fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable, and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay. A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community. For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Welcome, welcome back. Peter's trying to Shazam this song in his mind right now. I don't know if I've heard this before. This is Do You Want to Know by the Arctic Monkeys. This is a great song. I, I don't know. I've never heard Connor this. would uh, be disappointed. Would he? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen to Connor's musical roller coaster Friday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. if you want even better music than what I can play because I have a very limited Ooh. musical capacity. Mm-hmm. My job is sports. It's not music. You listen so. to a lot of, uh, what's it called, Coco Melon? The kids' TV show on Netflix. What is that? It's like a kids' TV show where they play, like, it's like Wheels on the Bus, but it's like a whole, like, Netflix show, I think. Oh. I don't know. You watch it, not me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't even know what. <laughs> you never heard of Coco Melon? No. What? I don't know. I do listen to the Arctic Monkeys, though. They're a good band. Anyway, um, we are shifting over to some NBA stuff after that deep dive into the Super League. Mm-hmm. Um and we're going to start off with a guy who has been uh, a little bit playing, you know, he's been playing fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that man is Steph Curry. Uh, Steph Curry has been absolutely bawling for the Golden State Warriors in the past, I guess, month of April, pretty much. 
Um, Peter, what do you have? What do you have to to summarize a little bit about about Mr. Curry and his game? Um, uh, uh, he's pretty good at this basketball game. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. He's averaging thirty-one points per game, which is the best in the league right now. Uh, uh, six rebounds, six assists. Um, his last five games. Well, his last ten games. He's averaged 41 points a game. Well, let's hold on. Let's break it down here. 49 points on Monday, 47 on Saturday, 33 on Thursday, 42 on Wednesday, 53 on Monday, 38 on Saturday, 32 on... Oh, sorry. That one's on on Friday, 41 on Tuesday, 37 against the Bucks on Tuesday, and 36 against Miami. So the lowest points he's scored in his last 10 games have been 32 against Washington (laughs) and 53 against Denver on Monday. That's his, you mean his, that was his highest? Yes. Yes. 53, oh my 53 goodness. 53 points. Yeah, like you said, his 30.4 average per game is the best in the league. His last 10, he is 41 points a game. He's shooting 50% from three, 89 from the line. He averages five rebounds and four assists. Um, This this guy, and yet, and yet, the Warriors are ninth in the West. Mm-hmm. It's it's a travesty. This guy is putting up obviously well, this is MVP what happens numbers. when you don't have a super team. There you go. We went from super teams to super leagues. Now what do we got? Super sports. Super sports. They combine basketball and football. It's one sport. There you go. You just gotta. Soccer's gonna join the NBA. Whoa. Yeah, you play. You have to score with your foot. Imagine trying to do that. That'd be so difficult. Anyway, um, I think that I guess debate here or or you know. And in his most recent performance, he made 10 threes in the Warriors' win over the 76ers, who are, of course, the best team in the East. Is this Where does this guy rank in the MVP conversation for you? Fourth? Fourth? Maybe third? So behind Jokic and Bede and Chris Paul? No. No. Jokic, Jokic and Bede and Giannis? Embiid and probably Giannis. So he ranks fourth mm-hmm. with this with this insane these insane numbers that he's put up recently. Listen, man. It's the best player on the best team. Yeah. Warriors are ninth in the West right now. I'd give it to Luca over Curry right now. i that's probably valid. Luca is is also carrying as the Mavericks have been steadily improving in their last couple games even though they've lost their last they two. have lost their last two in a row that luca buzzer beater by the way against um was it utah no yes no it was the spurs i think who do you make that buzzer beater against we were watching no, i was literally was watching the grizzlies the grizzlies remember because grayson allen grayson missed allen. the two free throws grayson, to set up the luca Doncic game winner grayson allen had like 25 points in that game and then he was a 91 percent free throw shooter missed both the free throws and then luca hit that game winner you're totally right I blanked for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steph Curry has is fallen victim to just I guess kind of a lack of a supporting cast recently. Mm-hmm. He's he's been absolutely on a tear. Um, it's been insane to see. He broke some records I think set by um, Jordan and Kobe for players over 33 years old in terms of scoring. I can find he has so he has six games with 10 plus threes this season. No other player has more than five in their career. Yeah, this season. I mean, the man has revolutionized three-point shooting. The man's the best shooter in NBA history. I mean, yeah, it's it has to it has to be said. It's mm-hmm. I think the the thing I've always said is is he you know where does he rank in all time? 
and they're all time today. Thirty-three years old. Thirty-three. Oh, you're talking about Steph. Yes. I thought we were still talking about Luca for some reason. I was like, oh no, Steph Curry has. You mean like in terms of? I don't see him. All time, that's tough. I know where I got him. I put I, him. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'd probably be top fifteen. Top fifteen. I've got him. I've got him. I've got him top ten. Over who? Oh, that's. I mean, that's over who. I don't know if I could name like specific names, but like, if you throw, if you like, think of some. Okay. Well, I have the argument that I think three of the top ten players of all time are still playing right I'm now. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna name. Just gonna start naming NBA legends and you tell me when to stop. All right, we got Jordan, LeBron, Bird, Magic, uh, Kareem, uh, Wilt, uh, Kobe, Shaq. Um, uh, Slowkey better. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, why, why can't I think of any right now? Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Ooh, maybe. Hakeem maybe. Dream. Maybe. Um. Oh, this is tough. I'm gonna get flack for this no matter what I say. Is he is he is he better than Larry Bird? Has he had a better career than Larry Bird has? How many how many rings does Larry Legend have? That I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's like three. I just think Steph's contributions to the game of basketball cannot be. He's the greatest overstated. shooter of all time. He's the greatest shooter he has of all three time. Rings. He's turned I think he's better than Larry Bird. I think so. He's revolutionized the game in the modern era in terms of placing that much value on three-point shooting. Well, he's just well, it's because he's the greatest shooter of all time. I know, but I don't think you can I don't think you can't put the greatest shooter of all time in the top 10. I don't see how you can't. Does he play defense? Does <sighs> he play defense? That, that, Does he play defense? So <laughs> Defense doesn't Does win championship. No one's ever said that. Uh Spoken like he, a true NBA fan. He plays defense. Does he play good defense? I mean, I know, it's left to be said. He go. He runs back. Mm-hmm. It's not like James Harden. I'm just kidding. James yeah. Harden. James Harden's actually kind of proven me I wrong. I would a say bit. that he got carried, but to be fair, the Boston Celtics literally had, like, they were probably close to the super team of any team because they had Parrish, they had McHale, right? They had uh, Johnson, they had Walton at one point. And then they had Larry. So right. I would I don't almost know. I would almost argue it. And like I, I would put him in my top ten. I'd I'm just have to like devil's advocate this whole time, that's, honestly. That's valid. Yeah. That's important. That's how good good structured show is run. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to say that. Don't though, forget yeah. before before uh Jordan even came to the league, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were arguably one of the two greatest players. This of all is time. true. It was it was Larry and Magic before it was Jordan versus anybody LeBron. else. Yeah. That's very fair. Very fair. Um, Should we go back to that debate? It's a debate. What? Jordan debate versus LeBron? Like, yeah. We can. We had a couple. Of, do you want to hit on the other news points real quick? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Jokic puts up 47. That's the name I think you missed. In No, you said Jokic. I said Jokic. Jokic. I'm sorry. I don't know what, who I plugged in. Maybe I was thinking Doncic. I said Embiid. Embiid, Jokic. Jo- Jokic, Doncic, uh, Curry, and uh, Chris Paul. Jokic just another guy who's I think fallen a little bit of a victim to an unfortunate injury to his sidekick, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just a, a lack of team performance, probably losing the MVP. Um, Jason Tatum got his first triple double. Congratulations to in a loss Missouri and Dave. Of, to course, the Bulls. of course they lost. It seems like every time nowadays someone puts up a really good performance they lose. Mm-hmm. Look at Devin Booker. 
The man dropped 70 plus points in a game and they lost. The man won 10 straight games in the bubble and didn't make it to the playoffs. Yep. The man is oh, just cursed with losing. Fun fact I found out today. Uh, Demetric Trice, who just finished is college, the same age as is Devin the same Booker. age as Devin Booker. And one's been in the NBA for six years. Six and years. Is, yeah. Yep. Just shows one and done, sometimes not a bad thing. Um, and the, our last little bit of news, not NBA news. However, uh, the number one recruit in the class of 2021 has decided where he's going to go to college. Um, Gonzaga basically decided to take a Minnehaha native that they are sending to the draft, of course, and replace him with another one. Yeah. Um, Chet Holmgren has committed to Gonzaga. He played with Jalen Suggs at Minnehaha. Minnesota has just been producing basketball talent in the last two years, I guess. Um, what with you got Chet, you got Jalen Suggs, Paige Beckers on the women's side. Mm-hmm. Pretty got to watch the Minneapolis metropolitan I area. I have to I say suppose. that I am shocked. What? I'm absolutely shocked that Chet Holmgren. Oh, the one prospect would go to a, a team like Gonzaga. Yeah, they're going to be insane. If they get everyone back besides Kispert and Suggs, they're still going to be so really good. It's so funny looking at like number one like prospects saying in their top five. One of his teams is top five because he's from there is Minnesota. Yeah. And I'm like, does he really want to play in Minnesota? Yeah. Is that really like an option that I have to think about as one of his choices that he's going to oh, make? It would be absolutely terrible. It would be, it would almost be, uh, 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 I don't know, Charles Barkley, like, yeah, trying to carry that team. That'd be terrible. I would not enjoy that. It'd be horrible. Also, facing having to play Minnesota as a fan of Wisconsin twice in the Big Ten when they have Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren? You think, well, I can't even say Nate Reavers because he's gone. But even if Nate Reavers was still on Wisconsin, he would not be guarding no Chet Holmgren. Um, But, yeah, he committed to Gonzaga, so that's exciting to see. Still not, in my opinion, the biggest commitment news that will happen with this class. But we'll we'll leave that to be... To be determined. Um, yeah. Any other any other thoughts on the the NBA? Or were we gonna dive one dive into it for a little bit? A couple minutes on the LeBron Jordan thing. We'll save it. Save it. There's, there's got to be another time. Just got to be something yeah, news. Yeah, that might have worthy. to be an all out, an all out. I'll have to do it be like a season finale sort of thing. Low key. Um, but you have any other thoughts on those those news points? I kind of rattled through them pretty fast. No. Nothing. <laughs> People scored points. Some won. Some lost. And one person decided to go to college. That's that is a technical news. that is a technical summary of our team. <laughs> People participated in a basketball game. People played a game, and one guy decided to get a college education. For, for well, for a year. Well, you know who knows? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Was Jalen Suggs there for a year? Yes. What was he? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Drew Timmy's. Drew Timmy is a going to be a junior. He is in our grade. There you go. Drew Timmy is not Jalen Suggs. Drew Timmy was like the 43rd ranked recruit. Okay. That's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's not. All right. Who is the greatest player to come out of Gonzaga? Adam Uh, Morrison? No. Well, the the most legendary Gonzaga player is probably Adam Morrison. Who's the best NBA player that came from Gonzaga? Um, uh, That I don't know. I've looked that up before. It's not much, I'm going to be honest. They have not produced. Oh, um... uh, John Collins. Oh, um, Vucevic. Vucevic went to Gonzaga. Vucevic went to Gonzaga? I think so. Are you sure? Yes. It's either him or... I think so. Uh-oh. Did I just spew? He played for USC. Oh, no. Fake news. <laughs> no, who was it that went to... Oh, no. You're thinking of Adam Morrison. I'm not thinking of Adam Morrison. Somebody went to Gonzaga that's, like, decent. I don't remember who it is. Who cares? Right. They're losing to UCLA next right, year. hold on. Basketball reference tells us everything. All right. 
I'm going to give you some names. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Who is it? Uh, so we have Mike Champion, Brandon Clark, Zach Collins, Austin Day, Rui Hachimura, Adam Morrison, Zach Norvell, Kelly Olenek went to Gonzaga. He did. That I do DeMontis remember. Sabonis that's went to Gonzaga. That's what I was thinking of. DeMontis Sabonis is Robert the greatest one. Sacre. Um, it's DeMontis Sabonis. Some Not Vucevic. Dang it. Nobody I got never heard of named John Stockton. Killian oh. Tilly. <laughs> Jonathan Williams and Nigel Williams Goss. Oh, hey, he was a bucket. Mm-hmm. Like John Stockton did. He averages 1.4 points a game. Gonzaga, though. Like John Stockton did whatever in the NBA. Yeah. Nigel Williams Goss, on the other hand, bucket. Averaged what? <laughs> 10 and a half assists. I want to archive that and just tweet that with no context. 15,806 assists. And he's supposed to embrace me. Yeah, bum. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk's better. He's higher <laughs> on his list. He's Facts. 11th. He's John 11th. Stockton is 16th. Yeah, exactly. What did he do? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. John Scrum. Stockton's middle name is Houston. John Houston Stockton. Yep. That's a mouthful. All right. Um, any other final NBA thoughts before we take it to a one more quick break? Um. No. Nothing. No. I think. Um. I don't know. Yeah, it's Nigel Williams Goss, the greatest Gonzaga player ever. Anyway, uh, we're gonna take it to a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit NFL, a little bit of college football, and of course. Play the penalty box you're listening to, the penalty box on KCOU 88.1 FM. If you're interested in building a great career, the Missouri Army National Guard is interested in you. The Guard will pay you to train for a wide range of jobs, such as engineering, combat arms, logistics, transportation, and military police. The skills you'll learn are needed in the Guard and are in high demand in the civilian job market. Plus, you may be eligible for a $20,000 bonus and student loan repayment. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. The Missouri Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Guard will pay up to 100% of your tuition for up to 39 credit hours per academic year at 90 colleges and tech schools across the state. You're eligible as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Missouri Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. This is a groovy tune. Um, we're going like to talk here at the mall. a little bit low-key, some elevator-type music. Um, we're going to tune in, or I guess turn our attention to the NFL for a little bit. But we're actually going to bring our special guest for the penalty box segment on a little bit early to help help us do some NFL discussions, a little bit of roundtabling. Mm-hmm. He is my co-host on The Unwritten Rule, which is on Fridays at 3 p.m., and does a lot of work for the Houston Astros. Check his stuff out on, on Twitter. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's uh, our good friend Kenny Van Doren. Kenny, Yay. how are you doing? Um, I'm good. Is my mic on? Your mic's on. This mic, is this thing on? It, it's working. Testing, testing. Um, <laughs> we're good. Are we going to do this live? We'll do it live. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes. Um, I have been upstairs for a little bit. Um, I've been working on a mock draft for Ooh. our show on the KCOU 
Duh, unwritten rule. Duh. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's Fridays, duh, three to four. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Well, um, before we dive into the penalty box, Kenny, we've got a couple, I guess, yeah, talking about the NFL draft. We are a week and two days out from the NFL draft. Sure. Very exciting. Um, I don't know. What are your guys' just thoughts on the, on so the NFL draft? I'm where, excited. So excited to see where Davion Mitchell for Iowa goes. Uh, he's a stout defensive tackle that can really. Um, Davion Mitchell played for Baylor, Peter. Davion Nixon, I meant. Oh, I thought they actually yeah, that's had the same name player. and you were making a joke. Oh, is it? <laughs> Davion, Davion Mitchell, Mitchell's a basketball but player. But Davion Mitchell played for Baylor. It's, yeah, it's true. But Davion, Davion Nixon. Was anybody surprised that Baylor won? You know, no. They had Donovan Mitchell and they had Jimmy Butler. That's true. And um, um, Jeff Teague. Yep. All three of them. Um, wait, who is it? Davion Nix is his name? Nixon. Nixon. How, what, it, what round is he projected? <laughs> Probably like late third. Oh, that's not bad. I'm excited for Nick Bolton from Mizzou. Nick Bolton should be a first round pick. Yeah. Um, Kenny, what are your what are your pre draft thoughts? Week um, out. I think there is something to look at here. Um, look at Trevor Lawrence's last birthday party and see if, if he did. <laughs> Listen, if no one went to Trevor Lawrence's birthday party, I Trevor think the Lawrence's Jaguars should party. pass on Trevor Lawrence and then really evaluate their options. You know, they do have a quarterback there. He has a nice mustache. It's true. Um, but other than that, I think. This is going to be a fun quarterback draft, in my opinion. I feel like the first four picks could all be quarterbacks mm-hmm. since the 49ers traded up. Um, it's just a, I think the first two are auto locks. I think Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are going one and two Probably. to the Jaguars and Jets. And then it just comes down to what the 49ers want. Um, I think Justin Fields should be, their first, you know, should be their pick, but you know Mac Jones is still on the board. And I think if Mac Jones doesn't go there, then I think he'll go 15 to the Patriots. What if, what is what do you guys make of these rumors I've seen that um, Detroit might pick up Najee Harris? Is that just simply a joke, or is that is there actually a possibility there? Didn't they already get DeAndre Swift last year? Yeah, yeah. but I've seen that as like a joke, as like you know Detroit with I mean, all Detroit their could use anything, so. options. I think they're gonna go defense again. They they like to go defense first round, um, but I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of like taking in the first round back-to-back years the same like position almost the cardinals did it the cardinals with, did do with that. rosen did do that. that was an and awkward I, situation yeah I, I know they had you know, kyler murray was the best you know best option at one and i guess it made the most sense and josh rosen really turned out he didn't really get that many you know chances in the yeah, nfl he really didn't. Hey, don't forget nine teams made a mistake that night yeah nine teams did because they, yeah, they passed up on him they passed up on him yeah other than that i just don't think I don't think Rosen. On Rosen. Go, yeah, I don't think that the Lions should go after Najee Harris that early. Yeah, that, I think that would be kind of silly. But yeah, I mean, any other what other draft thoughts you got, Peter? Anything? Uh, I think there need to be more quarterbacks in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> I think there need to be more. More than like what? six. Do you think there's gonna be six no. in the first round? <laughs> Probably be four or five. Oh, if Kyle Trask gets drafted in the first round, I will oh, lose my future mind. Future Bear. Oh, <laughs> future Bear Kyle Trask. I would love that. Oh my goodness! He, I saw a thing that it was like the reason Kyle Pitts is so regarded as a prospect was because he caught so many bad throws from Kyle Trask, mm-hmm. and that's why. And he, also, he's a machine. Well, yeah, he is like an athletic machine. But people like this guy was like, he would be like, he would be tight end one, but he wouldn't be as tight end one <laughs> if he wasn't being thrown at by Kyle Trask just because he'd had to make that many good catches because mm-hmm. Kyle Trask is apparently that bad, but. Yeah, I'm excited for the NFL draft. I think this is it's another gear where like it's you've got a clear number one prospect and then you've got a bunch of teams that can make really interesting decisions that can be, you know, some think they should choose one thing, some think they should do like divided opinions, which I think yeah. makes it really, really exciting. 
Um, any other players you guys are, are looking forward to? Maybe a, maybe like a deep cut. <laughs> no <silence>. one? <laughs> this, is that, this is nothing. Because I have my DPJ for this year. I think the wide receiver class is going to be good. I know we talked about that last show, but the wide receiver class is... I agree. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, I think however it falls, you know, Jamar Chase didn't even play last year. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that much of him. Kyle Pitts, you know, he's listed at tight end, but he's also he's also a pretty good receiver. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle's up there and Devont, Devontae Smith. So I just, you know, weird. It would be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah. yeah. I have my uh, my DPJ pick at wide receiver for this year's oh, it's draft. Oh, that North Carolina guy, isn't it? Yeah, his name is Daz Newsom. Daz he Newsom. He is a wide receiver it. out of North Carolina. Um, really athletic guy. I like him. I think he's I think he's good. Also mm-hmm. wore the same number, I think, as DPJ in uh, college. So coincidence? I think not. Anyways, um, the one other thing, uh, you know, big piece of news that we've seen uh, in the last couple of days in the NFL is Alex Smith. He retired after 12 seasons in the NFL. Obviously had that tremendous comeback year um, after his – it was an infection in his leg. Um, and – you know, really cool to see him go out in you know the way that he wanted, go out on a high. It's gonna be a great documentary. It is. A thirty for thirty one day is gonna be awesome. Um, I saw a cool proposal that they should re- uh, rename the comeback player of the year as the like Alex Smith comeback player of the year, and I'm kind of I'm kind of for it. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. Who's on it right now? I don't think there is one. There, no, it's not. There's, it's it's not unnamed. Then that should make the most sense because yeah. I don't think anyone's ever had that good of a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. So just a really cool, cool bit of little story there. Um. Last but not least, we'll have to go kind of fast. But in the spirit of Super Leagues, we made a college football Super, Super League. League. Um, Peter, you can announce it. But just, you know, as a little concept, you know, if college football made a Super League, who who's made the 12-team so Super League? You have League? to look at it from my point of view. I looked at it from teams that were good now yeah. and teams that were historically good. That's what the Super League did, so it would make sense. Yes. Yeah. So I have two divisions, Kay. West and East. What do you want first? East. Okay. East, I have USC. Okay. Wait, Te- what? Why is USC in the East? I switched it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it doesn't make sense. So this is the West. This is the West. Okay, you can do the West first. I was just like, no, there's a USC in the hold East. Up. Yeah, there's a USC. Oh, that's yeah, true. South, there South Carolina. South Carolina. There you go. I like calling them Scar way better. It sounds way cooler. Aren't they US, no, US of C? Something like that. U anyway. of SC or something? Probably. Read the names. Uh, USC, Texas, Kay. Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, I'm in. I, I mean, I don't oppose the, the any of those. The East is definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, let's hear it. So we got uh, Bama. Okay. Florida. Okay. Clemson. Okay. Miami of Florida. Ooh, okay. And then we have the tandem duo of Harvard and Yale. Oh, because they were like the first. They were the first two teams and have some of the most national championships. So they'd be like, they'd like combo a team or like we'd pick one. What, what, no, they they're in the east. Oh, they're both in it. Oh, yeah. sorry, it's I got confused. So Harvard and Yale. Harvard and, then, and Yale, and then we got you know Bama, Clemson. Oh man, Florida and Miami of Florida. I like I like the Miami of Florida shout. Yeah, because that what was it two thousand Miami two thousand and one Miami Hurricanes are arguably one of the team best of teams time. in college football. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily disagree with any of those. I like the nod to Harvard and Yale because yeah. they were both. You got to respect the OGs. Yeah. Um, I don't know any other contenders. I guess technically, if that's the thing, I'd throw Rutgers in there. But yeah, I think the other only other OG maybe Nebraska. They had some good. Oh, that's a good one. Historical dominance. Yeah. Um, one decade. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But a whole decade is a long time. I don't know. I feel like the West is kind of hard. The West is good. I'm doing it right now, but um, 
The West is the West is solid. Yeah, the West was definitely like I put the two probably biggest rivalries in USC Notre Dame, Texas Oklahoma, and Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. Texas USC kind of became a thing too because they played. Didn't they play twice, or is that just a, the one game? The Reggie played, Bush one. They played twice. They played twice. Yeah, it was the Vince Young game. I think Vince Young and Reggie Bush played in that you game. You also have Texas Oklahoma. Yeah, Did I, you say I that? have three different rivalries. Jeez. <laughs> USC Notre Dame, Texas Oklahoma, Michigan Ohio State. Yeah, that's that's a very very solid, uh, very very solid. I think college football super league. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still working on mine. Kenny's still working on this. We got to do your penalty box, dog. So if Nebraska is in the West, who would you add in the East? Mm. Oh, that's tough. Maybe like ten- maybe like Tennessee. I have Clemson. Okay. Tennessee. Auburn. Auburn maybe. Auburn won one national championship yeah. in the last what so years. I think it would have to be an SEC team. Maybe I don't know. That's tough. One of the Mississippi's. Mm. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who who makes that jump. If you have for me. to choose a team from from uh, um, Georgia, you'd have to pick Georgia Tech. Oh, Georgia. No. Oh no, yeah, Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because George, the last team from George, last team to from win. the state of Georgia to win a national championship was, was Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. <clears throat> okay, I got mine. You can maybe add Oregon to the West. All right, read yours quick. We're doing Kenny. twelve, right? Yes. Okay, I got LSU, Bama, Miami, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State in the East. That's six, right? Yes. Yeah. And then six in the West. I got OU, USC, Texas, Nebraska, toss-ups, Washington, and Boise State. Ooh, I would put Oregon in instead of Washington. I was just thinking of Washington's more recent uh, success going to the playoff. Oregon's been to the playoff too, hadn't they? Yep. Twice. Twice? Yeah. I think Washington's they been twice, right? They lost to Oregon. Okay, no, they, they lost flipped, to Ohio State, and they lost to... They flipped Boise State. And they beat Florida Oregon. State. Yeah. That's, that, that's good, too. I was trying, LS, to, keep, LS I was trying to keep it in like, the whole... Like, Time zone kind of thing. I got gotcha. you. Rocking with that. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So those are our those are our all time I guess super leagues of yep. the of the um, college football world. Kenny, it's now that time, sir. It's time. It's time for the penalty box. Are you ready? The last your last appearance was in September. Really? So it's been a while for you. Yeah. Oh, I thought I went on this semester. You have not been on this semester. I don't think, unless I read the script wrong. Oh well, you're already here. So, um, you remember the rules, sir? Yep. All right. Peter's going to read you the I questions. the rules. We'll begin in. Wait. Five. No, hold on. Four. Wait. wait oh. Three. Uh, all right. I'm ready. Two. One. Go. Uh, normal or mechanical pencils? Normal. What is one movie that you would want uh, to... What is one movie that you would want to star if they had a remake of it? Forrest Gump. Where would you want to live if you couldn't live in the U.S.? Uh, Ireland. Who's your favorite high school teacher? Um, Mr. Simon. When would, when did you get your first cell phone and what kind was it? Uh, sixth grade iPhone 4. Who was the last person uh, you felt inspired by? Uh, Zach Greinke. If you could pick up a new skill in an instant, what would it be? Flying. What are you excited about this week and what are you worried about this week? Uh, excited for... Jeez. Uh, I'm... Worried about the Astros losing. Um, I'm excited for, oh my gosh, uh, MLB The Show. Is there any topic lately that you would like to be mentored on? Um, baseball pitching. Oh. What's something people don't know about you? <clears throat> I'm six foot one. Sir, would you like paper or that. plastic? <laughs> uh, plastic. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, can I skip? Yes. Thank you. What is the most useful item you've ever purchased this year? Oh my god, this is tough. I was going pretty quick there. Um, air filter for my room. What color would you paint your walls? Turquoise. If you could describe your life in a movie, what genre would it be? Um, horror. 
Halloween or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. If you were coming onto the stage, what would your entrance song be? Um, Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. What was the last thing that made you cry? Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> <laughs> if your favorite sports team was gone, who would you cheer for? Natasha Bedingfield. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is the most used emoji on your phone? Um, the devil emoji. The smiling one. What is one college class you would want to retake again? Uh, journalism 1200 what is the best book you've ever read and why i haven't read a book uh what is the unusual tradition you have in your family um uh skip favorite story to tell at a party skip uh name a tv show that's underrated sweet life of zach and cody that's a good one so technically you got 24 because <coughs> you skipped, skipped two I well skipped done like kenny three, i think j12 was a great class it was a good class um Natasha i felt Benfield. bad yeah, Natasha and Betty Phil, man. Life, life is a horror movie. <laughs> Stop. Um, that one thing about J12 is like we didn't get to actually finish that class. Yeah, that was a bummer. I would have liked COVID. to finish that one in yeah. person because of COVID. But, uh, but yeah, Kenny, thank you very much, sir. Yeah, that we, was actually pretty stressful. Yeah, no, isn't it? You're in yeah. the hot seat. I did 24 for Kobe, though. I was counting in my head. Yeah, good job for skip. Kobe. Good job. Good job. For you Kobe. are you? You're not six one. Yes, I am. My license says I'm six one. Yeah. Oh my! You get to pick which height you are in your license. No, they they pulled out a measuring yeah, tape that take I'm, your shoes yeah. off, cut I'm your sure hair. I'm sure they did. My license off. says I'm six ten. I love the Ireland shout. If you weren't in the U.S., good one. I've been there. Yes, me too. It's fun. It's a fun time. I would love the walls to be turquoise. Honestly, that's just the that's first what color my room, I thought of. That's what my room color is. At really? Home. Yeah, it's cool. I have white. Boring. Yeah, I got to pick because uh, my room was a burnt orange and it was disgusting. You, didn't so like, my, you don't like burnt orange? It was like worse than well, burnt orange. It was well, you're not a Tennessee fan, huh? No, not a big Tennessee guy. I dislike Tennessee. All right, well, that'll do it for us in the penalty box for another week. Kenny, thank you again for joining us. Peter, quick advice for the week. Um, wash your sofa. Wash your sofa. Wash there your it sofa. is. Clean your upholstery. It's good. Yes. And uh, we hope you enjoyed. And uh, take care, everybody.